0: Hallelujah. Uh, you all do eat well up here. I, I'm so excited to be here. I just thank God for his goodness. Um, the timing of God is just incredible because um, I, I phoned Pastor Andre and I said, Pastor Andre, I'm going to be in uh, Philadelphia. And he said to me, um, uh, my grand, did you hear? And I didn't actually hear at the time that his grand had passed. And um, he said, I won't be around. So I said, that's not that amazing that God would have you weren't left alone. He just knew at that moment that he was gonna do it. So I'm so honored to be here. I love to be in the Love City, Philadelphia, just a wonderful place. And you know, every time I come here, I talk about you guys and just the love and just the fellowship is incredible. And uh, uh, I'm so honored to be in the house of the Lord. Would you just give Jesus a big hand clap, his word. Hallelujah! (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's go into the word, I'm sure. Stand that there's a funeral going to happen today, so I'm going to try my best to condense. I, I, I have so much in my heart to say. And you've put a demand, and when you put a demand, that scares me. Yeah, I don't, yeah that means things are going to come out that I didn't expect to say. All right, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Just if you could indulge me in my culture, standing for the reading of God's word. Uh, it reads, it says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel uh, was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And it says, the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. Um, it says, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And then Notice it says highly favored. Normally you hear just favored, but this one seems to be another level. It says, and when she had saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast her mind what uh, on the manner of salutation salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And he goes on to say, and behold, thou shalt conceive in the the womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Because of time, it goes on to say in verse 32, he explains he shall be great the child shall be great shall reign over the house of Jacob um, and the angel said all of this and Mary said well, wait a second I don't know a man how this is going to happen it's cool. she questions and he says the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee um, the power from the highest shall overshadow thee and you shall have this son and then 36 says, and says behold thy cousin Elizabeth shall also conceive a son in her old age and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. And verse 37 and 38 says, For with God, I get excited about this, nothing shall be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Bless us. Give us a word today that will change our life in jesus name let's look at this one verse and then we'll get you to sit down it says here verse 29 and when she saw him she was troubled at the same and cast her mind what manner of salutation this should be and the angel said unto her fear not mary for thou hast found favor with god and behold thou shalt conceive in thy womb bring forth a son shall call his name jesus I want to talk to you on the subject when faith knocks out fear. I want to talk about faith and fear. When faith knocks out fear. Father, we bless you. Sit down in a minute. Amen. Good to be here. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Really good to be here. Uh let, let's talk about this. Um the dictionary defines fear as an unpleasant emotion. Uh, Normally when you think of fear, it's not a a good emotion. Everyone has different emotions, but it's an unpleasant emotion. And it says, caused by the threat of danger, pain, harm, terror, fright, horror, alarm, panic, dread, dismay, and distress. So these are the combination or the emotions that come out of fear. Everybody say fear. And so uh, when we think of fear, that's the definition of fear fear then or fear then works against faith i believe that faith is the opposite of fear everybody say faith the bible declares that faith is the substance of thing hebrews chapter 11 of things hoped for carries an evidence that cannot be seen in fact the original text it really reads now faith is substance the was put in there for a grammatical um English language so it could make sense, but it should read, faith is substance of things hoped for, hope is expectation, but it carries an evidence that cannot be seen. I'm just trying to break it down. Faith is substance. That word substance is a very interesting word. Uh, if we find out the meaning of substance, the, in the English language, the etymology of a word brings us to understand it. Sub, sub means under, like substitute, subway substance. Stance Stance means the thing I stand on. So, faith is the thing I stand on. Sub undergirds me, supports me. I have a confidence in. in. You are sitting on that chair because you have confidence the chairs can handle you. Yeah? You would not be sitting in there. You have confidence in it. So, everybody in here has a level of faith. Okay? And there's different types of faith. We won't go there today. So, faith is the substance of things. Hope for hope, then is expectation. Carries an evidence. The evidence that faith is there, it is not seen, which sounds like a contradiction because how can you have something that you call faith, but it's the evidence, the the way you know it's there, it's not seen. It's not seen. You can't see it. Mm, Interesting, isn't it? All right, fear now is an emotion that is not seen. Are, Are you believing that? Okay, let's just do this. So, we got faith here and we got fear. One of the things I found out, where there is fear, there can never be faith. Where there is faith, there can never be fear. They don't live in the same place. Everybody say fear. Everybody say faith. Now, what you got to understand about these two, faith and fear, they both operate in what I call the unseen world. They're in the same dimension. They're in the same dimension. Faith is substance of things hoped for, carries an evidence not seen. You can't see fear, and you can't see faith. Um, Have you heard of the acronym for for fear? It's false evidence appearing itself real. Okay? So, false evidence, it's got an evidence, and the evidence is for it that it appears to be real. Faith is the evidence of things for their faith is the substance of things hoped for, carries an evidence that's not seen. So the evidence of fear is false. The evidence of fear, faith, okay, is the substance of things hoped for, carrying an evidence you cannot see. So the fact you can't see it, okay, means it's faith. Faith cometh. Now I'm, 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 I'm taking a little while, but it's going to make sense. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh. I like to talk about this coming. Faith cometh, cometh. It's, a, it's not stagnant. Faith is coming, cometh. cometh by hearing and by hearing the word of the Lord. Which means what I hear will determine how I see. And I've got to be careful that when I'm hearing, when, 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 when I'm hearing God, I'm hearing what he said about me. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. What I see, okay, doesn't mean is what's going to happen. Because faith says, the evidence that I have, it's not seen. Faith, come by hearing and hearing the word of God. Am I making sense to you? So the power of fear is an emotion that, that disables you. Disables you. Our biggest problem right now in here is not God's word. It's the fear that Satan puts against the word of God. The fear, it ain't going to happen because I told everybody. The fear, when it does happen, how bad he's going to treat me? The fear of, of, of when it does happen, how am I going to handle it? All of these emotions that the enemy and what the enemy does makes you think this is going to happen and it hasn't even happened yet. I- are you with me on this? Okay, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. So fear brings brings this distress amongst us. And the enemy knows this he, he, he brings us in this way. We don't know whether we're coming or whether you're going. But faith, the Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please God. You cannot please God unless you have faith. Okay, because if you come to God, you've got to believe that he is. The word is means he's the first, he's the last, the beginning and the end. He's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He is, he exists. You've got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. I like that, a rewarder. That means after you've gone through all of that, there's a reward coming out of this. He's a rewarder of them, watch this, who diligently or consistently seek him. I don't know where he is, but somewhere around here, he's going to manifest. If he said it, it's got to come to pass. And one of the things is, I can't look at what, what I see, because faith is not about what I see. Faith is about what I hear. That's why you've got to be careful who's speaking into your life at certain seasons. Because whatever they see, say is going to determine what you see. Ah, ah, my God. So, this is what Paul said here in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17, so that you can understand how the enemy works. He says, God has not given us a spirit, watch this, of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. God has not given us what? Oh, wait a second, now we find something else. That fear is a spirit. So, here we go again. Remember what I told you about fear? They operate in the same world as as faith. It's unseen. You know, spirit, you can't see a spirit. A spirit you can't touch. You can feel the atmosphere Mm mm-hmm because a spirit can leave you with an atmosphere that you can feel. It's like Satan. Satan is he, he, he's, he's, he's a disembodied spirit. He don't has a body. He don't have no body. He don't have no body. What he does is looks for bodies to occupy so he can communicate in the earth. He came here illegal. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning upon the earth. So he came here. Everything in the earth... Is made out of what we call an earthly suit. A donkey has a suit. A dog has a suit, an earthly suit. And that's why when Satan came here, he knew he came here illegally and he couldn't speak in the earth. So he stole the body of a serpent to speak. You know, serpents don't talk. But he took over a serpent and speak. And Satan is always looking for a body because he can't talk in the earth, he can't speak in the earth. He has not got no flesh. The Bible says he's the prince of the air. He's a bag of wind. That's all he is. Seriously, bag of wind. He can't talk. He can't do nothing. He can't say anything. He only tries to set up atmospheres of fear that works against what God says so that you would speak what he can't speak in the earth because he knows when you speak it, death and life is in the power of your tongue. And when you say it, whatever you say is going to be manifest. God. That's why you got to be careful what you say. I don't care how you're feeling. Do not allow the feelings that Satan will put upon you to make you say things that disqualify the prophecy over your life. God has not given you, I feel a preach coming on, the spirit of fear but of love. You ain't got that spirit. Touch someone say you ain't got that spirit. Look over them. You ain't got that spirit. That fear does not belong to you. Faith is what God gave to you. Faith is that I believe it's going to happen. I don't see it happening now, but it's going to happen. God told me it's going to happen. God's not a man that he should lie. Not a son of God that should repent. If he said he's going to do it, it must come to pass. Everybody say faith. God's not giving us the spirit of fear. Watch this. But of love and the power. The word power is dunamis, might, force. That means you're a power, you're a source. You've been given power you got to, anything God is going to do, it has to start with you. Everybody's waiting for things to happen. No, it starts with you. Everybody's using this screamer. Yeah, but wait a minute. God's going to do exceedingly. He's going to do abundantly. Uh, uh, Above all, you can ask or think, finish the verse, according to the power that worketh within you. Uh, Are you with me? It's got to be in you. Watch this. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power. Watch this. But of a sound mind. In fact, I like another version. It says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and a power, but of a disciplined mind. I think that's a better translation. What it's actually saying is God didn't give you fear, but what he did was giving you a mind that can control what you want to come in and what you want to come out. A disciplined mind says, I'm not having this. Because this is not what God promised me. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, okay. A mind that's not occupied is open to anything. When your mind is occupied, nothing can come in. Look, Listen, if I tell you and you believe and you know that God is going to bless you, before the year ends, and I told you it will manifest, it don't care who comes into your life and tells you something, if your mind is truly occupied by what has been said, when they come and say, but God ain't going to bless you, say, I won't receive it, I don't have it. No, 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 that's not what God told me. You know, you know, you know. All right, let me put it this way. Someone gonna tell you that you don't live where you live. You know where you live. And they kind of tell you, no, you don't live there. You're just imagining it. And you know you live there. You have the keys for your house. You've got the clothes in there. You, got the, you know where everything looks and where everything is. And they're trying to tell you. Now, if somebody told you that, and your mind has been occupied by the reality of where you live, nobody can tell you anything otherwise. So what Paul is saying, he's saying to Timothy, that God has given you a disciplined mind. A mind that you can filter. A mind that you can say, I'll have this and I won't have this. Because ladies and gentlemen, there are going to be a lot of things that people will say. But you've got to know what God has promised you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me show you something really. So everybody say a disciplined mind. According to the instructions of God when he spoke to Joshua. Remember Joshua? Yeah? He said, your success is going to be Conditional. He said, uh, "I'm going to bless you. I'm going to take you into the promise about this. This is the condition. And this is what he said. when you read in the book of Joshua uh, uh, chapter one, it says, "The book of the law shall not depart." Verse number eight. The book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth." Remember that? But it says here, uh, "But thou shalt meditate. By the way, meditation does not belong to Buddhism. In fact, Buddhism has stolen the art of meditation. You know, Buddhism came before um, Judaism, right? Judaism, in Judaism, one of the things that we're taught is the art of meditation. What is meditation? Meditation doesn't mean jam, 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 and all of that what you see them do. Meditation is simply when you receive a word, you repeat the word, you recite the word until the word becomes a part of you and become an imprint in your mind. It's moving it from your, is it your conscious to your sub, from your subconscious to your conscious, till that word becomes a part of you. So he says, this is what I'm teaching you, and every Jews are taught this, the book of the law, that's God's word, should not depart from thy mouth. In other words, it should be constantly in your mouth. You should constantly say it, constantly repeat it, constantly recite it, but you should meditate on it. Watch this, day and night, and there's a word there, to observe, watch what he says here, it says here, should meditate day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written in it. So, for example, it's in your mouth, in you meditating, that what you read, you will observe and you will do it, because you can only do what you recite. Hmm. You can only do what you remember. So, when it's in you, repeating in you, being a part of you, okay, then it, the word observe, which is a Hebrew word. Can I use that word? Observe. In the original, it's shoma, shoma, S H A W M A R, shoma. Shoma means, watch this, it means uh, to put a hedge, put a hedge with a thorns around it, a hedge. Okay, let's think about this. book of the law shall not depart from my mouth, but thou shalt meditate day or night, and thou shalt observe. Thou shalt put a hedge with thorns. Oh. In other words, when I get God's word, immediately there's a hedge. A hedge. You know what a hedge is. A fence. But this one, is, this is a, 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 a hedge with thorns on it. Okay. It means that basically, whatever I put in, there's now a protection around it. All right, everybody say hedge. I was thinking about that word hedge. Where did that come from? And then the Lord took me to the book of Job, where Satan says, um, God says, have you considered my servant Job? He said, yeah, I've been thinking about him a long time, can't get a hold of him, because you've got this hedge around him. Wait, what? He says, yeah, you put this hedge around him. Every time I get, I get prickled, I get cut up. <laughs> Every time I tried to come in him because I can't get to Job because of the hedge. He said, but you remove the hedge, then I can get to him. The hedge is a protection. I then found out when God's word comes into my mind, God immediately puts a hedge. Could it be that what Job, what the devil was talking about wasn't a physical hedge? Could it be that God had fenced Job's mind? No matter what was going on around him, he would not bow to the enemy. He would not lose his faith because he was persuaded. The Lord gives and the Lord takes it away. Blessed, isn't it a wonderful place to get to a place where no matter what's going on, I still bless you, Lord. If I have it, I thank you. If I don't have it, I thank you. If I lose it, I still bless your holy name. Woo! My God. Someone say, there's a hedge around me. There's a hedge. There's a hedge around me. Every time God puts a word, he puts a hedge around me. Puts something around me and the devil gets scared because he can't penetrate the prophecy over my life. And he can't stop what God said. I came here to tell you in Philadelphia, what God said over your life will come to pass. It will come to pass. No devil in hell is going to stop hear me, I came here to tell somebody this. No devil in hell is going to stop what God has spoken over your life. The devil can do all what he want to do as long as you got that word inside of you and it's hedged inside of you. The devil will come close, but he can't penetrate. Someone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which brings me to the text that was my introduction. (laughs) My preach ain't long, it's my introduction. The Bible lets us know when we begin to read here is that we're dealing with this man by the name of Gabriel. Gabriel is an angel that only turns up in Scripture at specific times. uh, He's an angel that has been specifically given a title called man of God. He turns up, number one, when he's announcing the birth of Jesus Christ. He turns up at Mary's, at, jo, um, at uh, Elizabeth's uh, childbearing. And thirdly, he turns up in the book of Daniel when Daniel gets a vision but doesn't understand it. The name Gabriel means man of God, and this angel is very specific because the text lets me understand. That he is the only angel that is consistently in the face of God. He's an angel that lives in the presence of God. So, in other words, he's privy to everything that heaven is speaking about. You will notice that the Bible didn't say an angel came, it made it very clear that Gabriel came. Imagine an angel that lives in the presence of God is privy to everything that happens in heaven. And the text says that now, this angel comes, and he comes to this woman by the name of Mary, and the first thing he says, Hail Mary, you are highly favored. Now, I'm a person about words, I'm English, I can't help it. You're not just favored, but you're highly favored. Now, I need to make a definition between what's highly favored and what's favored, because there's favor that you have what people can do for you. But he's making it clear this favor ain't got nothing to do with man. He says you are highly favored of God. And you know what favor means? God stooping in your direction, giving you, in the Hebrew, when you look at the word favor, it's very pictorial. It's like a person leaning over to one who's inferior. And so what happened is when you hear the word favor, it is God stooping and leaning into your direction, giving you something you don't deserve. Now, there's the favor that people do for you. And you've got to be careful when people do favor. They want credit for it. But when God does something for you, God does not even seek f- for credit because he's God anyway. He doesn't care whether people like you or not. He doesn't even take, uh, 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 you know, a ballot of who's for you or who's against you. Because when he's getting ready to bless you, he says, I'm blessing you and I don't have to give any permission why I'm doing it. Hallelujah. Everybody say favor. Favor is, uh, is something that God gives you that you know you didn't deserve. You're highly favored of God, Mary. Your favor has come upon you. And then after the text goes on to say, it says, uh, uh, you're highly favored and, and, and blessed art thou among... Wait a second. Blessed art thou... Sisters, you got to get this. Blessed art thou among women. Wait a second. In other words, what the angel was saying, we looked down to earth and couldn't find no woman to house this favor. Now you've got to understand this must have been really something for Mary. It's one thing for God to bless you, but it's another thing where God chooses you to bring himself. Gives you the ability, give you the privilege to incubate God to incubate what was in heaven and to bring it in the earth. You have been chosen, Mary. Now, watch this. In the midst of all of this great accolade and great uh, announcement, guess what happens, which is very human to all of us. Whenever God starts to say he's going to bless us, here comes fear. Why me? How comes me? Maybe he don't know who I am. Maybe he don't realize that I can't do this. Maybe he don't realize I'm going to have people hating me now. We're worried about everything because what happens when God gets ready to bless us, the spirit of fear comes into our minds and helps to try and disqualify us. Somebody's going to get a breakthrough this week, I feel it. Blessed art thou among women. You've been chosen. You've been chosen to be the one that's going to be blessed. And she cast her mind thinking, wait a second. What kind of, what kind of wait, what's going on here? What kind of, what kind of salutation is this? Who's this guy? Who's this dude? <laughs> then here's the bombshell. We just introduced favor now. But let me tell you what the favor is. Uh, you're going to have a baby. In fact, you're conceived. Huh? Yeah, uh, a baby is coming, and his name is Jesus. She's like, say what? Maybe, maybe you don't understand. Maybe you don't understand. Uh, um, and sh- this is in the Bible. She's, you know, she's questioning. She's, she's, not, she's not doubting. She's just trying to understand this. She's saying, uh, excuse me, uh, maybe you don't understand. I'm a virgin. I haven't slept with a man. You're trying to tell me I'm going to have a baby? Uh, how is this going to happen? How is this gonna happen? She didn't say it ain't gonna happen. She said, How? God have mercy. I feel this in me. Uh, uh, she didn't say, Anger, how it's gonna happen. Uh, sometimes you've got to ask God how it's gonna happen, not if it's gonna happen, how. Yeah. Woo! God, yeah. don't disqualify what God says because it's gonna happen anyway. <laughs> she, she said, She said, she said, um, how gonna happen? Because I'm a virgin. said, so, Well, the Holy Ghost is gonna come upon you, and you know, you're gonna end up having this child and what have you. and She's like, oh, interesting and very interesting, very interesting, very interesting. But he said, I got to deal with the fear. The fear of what I've been told might not happen because this is going against science. But you've got to remember this attribute of God called he is omniscient. You know what omniscient, omni means all, omni, in fact the etymology omniscience, all knowing, all knowledge, all understanding of science, science is him. He can change it if he wants to. And she's trying to work out according to science, but he said the holy Ghost is going to come upon me. And I'm going to end up having this child. I want to talk something because you've got to understand that when God says some stuff that he's going to do, I've proven it, it always goes against what's happening in your life. Anytime somebody can say favors on your life, get ready for all hell to break loose. Yes. And people turn around and say, I can't see how I'm doing favor because all hell breaking loose in my life. Can I tell you what? Hell has to come down. Everything has to go bad so that favor can stand out. Yeah. People won't know that God is in your direction until things are so bad all around you. And when it's so bad, they say, how comes it ain't affect you? Because of the favor of God. This is what she said. I'm almost finished now, seriously. She said this, she said uh, 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 to, to him, uh, by the way, not only are you going to have a baby, it's an angel, but you know your cousin, do you know that one, uh, uh, Beth, you know, Elizabeth? Beth, you know, Lizzie, she, Lizzie and Zach, that's Zachariah, by the way, you know them old guys who really, you know, are old and the wife's barren? She's going to have a baby too. Now listen, it's one thing to tell that God says going to bless you. Then he's going to bless someone else, which is old, which they called barren. I come to make the announcement that your barren days are over. God is going to turn the thing that you thought could never produce, is about to produce. Oh my God. The devil ain't going to stop what he said over your life. You will manifest the prophecies over your life. Beth is going to have a baby and Zach. And then, she turns around and says to the angel, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Let me read it because I like to read things so that you don't think I'm making it up. 38, it says, she said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed. In other words, she's saying, listen, uh, if this is going to happen, I'm putting the word on you. Watch what she says. Let me break it down because you're all going to miss this. We ought to preach this. She said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Do you know what a handmaid is? And handmaid is a slave. She's saying, listen to me. I'm willing to be a slave to your word. If your word says it, I'm a slave to it. Let me break it down because you still ain't going to understand. This is what I'm trying to say to you. A slave only knows what the master says. A slave doesn't question the master. If the master says go there, the slave does what the master says. She says I'm willing to be a slave to your word. If you say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Oh God. It's going to manifest. I'm a slave to your word. Now, now. Here's where I want you to get this because I did a little thing one time and I was having a problem with God. I had a problem with God. I, I, several times I had a problem with God. When I read the Bible, I was like, God, this don't make any sense. Because, you know, Elizabeth and, 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 and Zachariah, they were old. And, um, my problem with God was, uh, a lot of things, the first thing I'm saying, God, she's old. How are you going to make an old woman have a baby? And Zachariah was questioning God on that. In fact, the text lets me know he went only question, because it's not wrong with questioning God. We were told not to question God. But the Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You can question God. But the problem is, while you're questioning, don't doubt him. The problem with Zachariah, Zachariah doubted God. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. And you know what the angel said? He says, you know what? Because you're trying to mess up what heaven's trying to do, what we're going to do is with you, we're going to make you go dumb. Yes. In fact, that's not the better translation. I like the King James Version, it's new King James Version. He says, we're going to put you on mute. You know why I like mute better? I, I like mute better than dumb. Tell you why mute. Have you ever saw your television? You, you, when you're watching a TV program and you put it on mute, what happens? The volume stops. You can't hear it, but the picture still goes. God says, what I'm going to do, I'm going to shut you up, but the vision still going to go on. But y'all don't hear what I'm saying. What I promise is going to happen whether you like it, yes or no. And the reason why I've got to shut you up, Zachariah, because if you open your mouth, you're going to disqualify what earth is going to do. So I'll shut you up. How many of you know that God sometimes shuts us up? And I thank him for shutting us up because if you don't shut up, we'll mash up what heaven is trying to do in the life of our life. He says, you are not. So I said to God, I said, God, can I be like, I said, God, I got a problem with that. Why you, why you shut him up? Why you shut him up? That's not fair. I said, you shut the man up, but you didn't shut the woman up. He said, what do you mean? I said, Sarah. Remember when she was? You didn't shut her up. She was, she was carrying on and saying she ain't going to uh, have when the angel said, you're going to have a baby, she's just there laughing and what have you, and saying, is that going to happen and when I'm old? <laughs> I got a problem with you, God. I got a problem. He said, that's not fair. God turned around and said to me, listen, boy, read your Bible. I said, what? He said, did you not know when the angel came and said to her, you laugh, what did Mary say? No, I didn't. She said, I'm canceling what I said. Because the angel, because she knew if she had uh, uttered it out of her mouth in the presence of the angel, then what she said would come to pass. He said, that's the difference between her and Zachariah. If Zachariah had kept his big mouth shut, (laughs) I wouldn't have put him on mute. Because nobody can cancel what's going to happen in the earth but us. Because if you say something... That goes against what God says. The Bible says death and life is in the power of your tongue. And you shall have the fruit thereof. Be careful what you say in this season. Can I close now? Mary said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. But she said, what you're going to do, I'm a slave to it. It's going to be according to your word. I stop by here to say, when the word's been released, God is expecting you to discipline your mind from every negativity because what he says about you has to come to pass. It doesn't matter how bad and how long and how hard it seems, it will come to pass. One more scripture and I'm going to leave you. It's one of the greatest scriptures that I've read in a long time. It says here, and Paul is writing, he says here, for the weapons of our warfare, this is that's 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 are not carnal, but are mighty for the pulling down, watch this, of stronghold. What is a stronghold? Something that holds you in a grip that holds you that can't make you get free. The pulling down of strongholds. Then people keep stopping there, not finishing the scripture. What are the strongholds? What is this? says, imaginations, your thought patterns. He says, cast down, or another scripture says, demolish all of your imaginations. Uh, weapons of our warfare not carnal, but their mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Our imaginations that, uh, watch this, that it says here, let me give you the scriptures. It says, that exalt itself, that lifts up itself against the knowledge or the information of God. It says you've got to bring it into captivity or put it in prison. Arrest it, restrict it every thought to the obedience of christ that means when my mind says it ain't gonna happen i pull my mind back Say no god told me it's gonna happen god said it's gonna happen and i stopped by here to tell you Ruach city philadelphia it is going to happen i come to tell every witch every warlock every demon everything that's been on your life for years god send this british boy to tell you it's going to happen it's going to come to pass and I cancel every lie from the pit of hell. Everything the devil is putting in your mind. Everything that's your mind keeps going. Pull your mind back. God has not given you the spirit of fear. But of love and of power. And of a disciplined mind. Hallelujah. 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 Woo. Stand your feet. I'm done something soft with you on that in fact could you play there is power in the name of jesus to break i want to lay hands on everybody today because the lord has put in my spirit that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge knowledge is information it's not that you don't know it is but the enemy is making you have the lack of it There are things you're supposed to have. There's things you're supposed to be. There's things that you're supposed to be living in. There's things that some of you are behind schedule, and you're only behind schedule, not because of a person. Yeah, you might think it's the person. It is not the person. It's your mind. God says, I want you to captivate your mind. I want you, the word captivity means to put it in prison. Restrict your mind. Put it, watch this, to the obedience of Christ. Let your mind say that you are not in charge. It's God's word that is in charge. My biggest problem over the years is people who got in my mind. But my problem is that when they say what they say, it looks like truth. Because anything that God does is always against your mind. Our problem with our mind, when anything happens, we have to look for a point of reference. That's why when things happen in our mind, guess what we do? We ask people, do you think it's going to happen? Do you think it's going to happen? Because we always want a point of reference. But God says, what I'm about to do in your life, you are going to be the point of reference. You won't have to go to anybody else. God says, I'm going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ever ask or think. I'm gonna use you as the representative of my power. Stop asking people. Stop getting people's opinion. Only get what God says. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. We're gonna break every chain. There is power in